And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Darius J. Wright, prolific OBE explorer, delving into different dimensions and unlocking the secrets of the unseen realms through the out-of-body state. With deep insights into the nature of reality, Darius teaches and speaks publicly about accessing the other side and awakening dormant abilities within all of us. Darius, thank you for joining me today and welcome. Uh, Jeff, thanks for having me. How did you start having OBEs in the first place? My out-of-body experiences started actually from a child. Now, when when I was a child, I didn't necessarily know that that's what I was doing. It, it was because all of the things that I was doing as a kid was you would call paranormal. But as a kid, it was more, I was always afraid of what I was experiencing, you know, seeing other beings, all those things. It always put me in fear. And what happened as I, as I started to get older, I actually shut it down as a kid due to fear. Now, the, they really started to, happened me even further when I was 16. Um, 16 years old is when I was, I had an experience with a being called Celeste where I was asking, I want to know all things, you know, why I'm here, what this place is, etc. And then they, they even started even more so when I was in Morocco back in 2000, when I was traveling in the world, 2014, where there was a period um, where in 2014, where they were happening every single night, literally every single night I was coming out of my body. I was waking up in sleep paralysis and they happened so much that I actually begged it to stop. Fast forward into now, since then also 2014, they still happen, um, but they happen about once a week. And if I'm not lucky, they'll happen once every or twice a month. But I've gotten to the point now with the out-of-body state where they they are not a one-time thing for me. I've gotten to the point where I was like, okay, I need, I need to learn how to control this. I need to learn how to control, how to leave my body, access the other side and gain information. And so I've actually now do these things, uh, leaving my body, you would, you would say at will, right? So there's a process that I do now where I, I shut down my body at night, when I feel like I'm ready to, I shall, I'll shut down my body and I'll leave my body every single time. And the thing is with out-of-body experiences, I don't necessarily, I classify as, or stated as out-of-body experiences because that's what people understand and know of the out-of-body state. But immediately, even when I say the out-of-body experience, that automatically lumps me into astral projection, lucid dreaming, and it has nothing to do with that at all. It's it, it's it's actually it's actually as close as well. It is the same thing as a near death experience, but it's a near death experience controlled. Um, when you when you actually leave the body, it is very different because it's not necessarily a dream because you're one hundred percent conscious and present there. When you truly leave your body one hundred percent through shutting down the body and access the other side. It is more real, more physical, and more dense than having a physical body. While at the same time, it's all the pleasures of physicality with no limitation. So right now, it when I contact other beings or get access to information, it is like having a conversation like this in in, in the physical body because you're you're when you leave your body, your soul 
holds an imprint of the of the physical body. And you could also change that as well. You could change the way your soul looks. This is why when you hear near-death experience people, you know, where it, their grandmother died very old, but then when they see her on the other side, she's in her prime of her life and stuff like that. So you can't change your soul on the other side. But it, it's really what I'm doing here to, to, to really get people to understand this is it is more dense and more real than here. It's, it's, it's hyper real. Yeah. Now, you said that it started when you were a kid. Was there some sort of event that happened to you that would be a catalyst to start this all off, like an NDE or some kind of physical trauma? No, no, no trauma. So I've, I've never, it wasn't necessarily trauma. It was, when I was a kid, I was accessing, or I would wake up in the middle middle of the night in sleep paralysis. Now, I, I didn't know what sleep paralysis was at the time. Like, I, you know, you just wake up paralyzed. You, you can't breathe, you can't move, do any of those things. And I would always sense beings and and things in the room. Now, as as a kid, and I would actually see see them too, like the clear as day. But um, at, as a kid, you when you see these things for the first time, automatically for me, anyways, I just went into fear. And the the thing is, fear is the number one thing that prevents you from accessing the records and and, and all things on the other side. It will stop you every single time. So when you're in fear, it just prevents you from accessing the, these things. And so I I didn't really get a lot of information as a child. I just shut it down due to fear. When you leave your body, do you ever turn around and look at it laying there in the bed? Yeah. So when, when you leave your body, I'll actually go through the stages when you leave your body. So when you begin to leave... Typically, there are two type of two types of people, and I'll just speak for me. You do it; you enter sleep paralysis naturally, right? That's the one type of person, which is me. The other type of person, which is they never had sleep paralysis before, they don't know what it is. If you explain it to them, they're like they have an idea, but you, they have to work to get there. Sleep paralysis is one of the most important parts of leaving your body once you get there it literally feels like your body's dying right um because like i said before you can't move speak breathe any of those things but if you get rid of the fear what happens is you lift up your arm or come out of your body it feels like you're lifting up your physical body when you're out like it the physicality is very dense there that, like it feels like you still have a physical body but when you turn back around you can see your body sleeping on the bed i've done that many times and the the first time or the, actually the first dozen times that i've done it i looked at my body and i was like oh crap i'm dead and then i would immediately get sucked right back in i also want to say as well that there's no when you leave your body it's the, like i said the fear is the thing that will pull you back in because it's the when you're leaving that excitement that you get it tends to wake up the body and then it, like the magnetic field uh, pulls you back in. Would you say that when you leave your body, are you in another realm? And is that realm here just in a different frequency? Or are you still here in 3D world floating around like a ghost? So when you leave your body, right the, now, you, you, you're in this realm. So right now we are within a realm, right? And the best way to, to answer this question is we have realms in multidimensional spaces, right? What contains those realms in the multidimensional spaces is what, what they call a construct, 
right? So you have a construct which contains realms and dimensional spaces. Now, realms are essentially, to understand it, realms are like this. They are like Gaia 1, Gaia 2, or Earth 1, Earth 2, right? Th those are realms. Now, the dimensional spaces are, are manifested and created through the time dimension and also your thoughts. Your, what you think will create, for instance, let's just say we're in realm one, Earth, right? So when I leave my body, I'm in the, the same realm as you. Now, I could view what Jeff is doing in real time within this realm, but also I get access to the multi multi-dimensional spaces within this realm, which gives you access to things like the halls of Amente, the records. You could also see thought forms materialized in that reality from other people. So it, you, you are accessing, but you could also access outside of the realm completely, which is accessing different realms and outside of the construct. The construct. Yeah. Does that does that make sense? I mean, I think so. More. I, I think so, yeah. but I'm going to try to kind of review it myself and see if I got it right. Yeah. So there are different realms and different dimensions. And you were saying like Gaia 1, Gaia 2 would be dimensions and then realms? No. Okay, no. we, need to so, we need to review that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so realms, um, uh, realms are essentially, we'll just call it, let's just say Earth mm -hmm. is realm 1. Okay. Earth 2 is realm 2, right? These are realms. Now in this realm, it's, it's Earth is a realm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now inside of that, you do have multidimensional spaces. Now those multidimensional spaces are created through thoughts, right? So when people have a thought, when, when you're, when you're leaving your body, you could see within this realm, but also the multidimensional spaces that are created are through thought forms. So if I'm thinking of something, I'm materializing the dimensional space within this realm that could be accessed outside of the body. So for example, you could be in this realm, Earth One, and if you have really terrible negative thoughts, you could be in hell in realm one. Or if you have, you know, really high frequency thoughts, you could be in heaven in realm one. Earth realm one. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it's best. I mean, I I did have a drawing to am I able to share my screen? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, give, give me, uh, let me share my, because this is going to be a lot easier. Give me one second. All right. So this image here mm -hmm. is essentially what I'm trying to explain. So you have realms. Now, if I take my mouse, give me a second. If I take my mouse here, what you could see is that is a realm. That's realm one outside. That's realm two. See like the, the realm there, the little circle, realm three, et cetera and realm four. Now, within all those realms, it's contained within a construct. So there's a construct containing all of those realms. Now, the dimensional spaces that I'm talking about, let's just say realm one, which is this one. So this is realm one here where my mouse is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Within realm one, there are many dimensional spaces that can be accessed when you leave your body based off of the things that like thought forms materialize in that space, et cetera. When you're over on the other side, you view the realms almost like, um, 
sometimes they look like open fish bowls. Sometimes they look like domes, like, you know, like a firmament type deal. And when you enter a realm, you could also enter, get access to the multidimensional spaces within that realm. So this is why you have different um, spaces here too. So like you, you could basically, when you leave your body, you could see heaven taking place here and also hell taking place at the same time, because those are dimensional spaces within a single realm. Mm -hmm. And there are many different realms, which also have many different dimensional spaces. The way this photo shows it, realm one is inside of realm two and one and two are inside three and so on. Is that the way it is? Or are the realms like separate bubbles from each other? Not all of them are like this, right? So, so, so when you're over on the other side, when you view it, right? It's um, some constructs contain only one realm. Some constructs contain five or six or even 12 realms, mm -hmm. right? So w within the realm that we're in, now, let, let's just say this realm that we are, or the construct that we're in, this one contains 12 realms, like, you know, 12 total realms. Mm -hmm. And there are multi-dimensional spaces with each, within each one of those realms. What a lot of people call um, heaven is actually, we'll just call it the fifth dimension, which is just the fifth realm, right? The realm one where we are now is one of the hardest ones because it's one of duality, all, all the distortions. Right. So you, you get a lot of your body's distorted, your, your health is distorted. Everything is distorted here because this is the this is the duality realm. Watch. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, when you are over on the other side, um, I'll actually stop sharing my screen because I okay. think that point you don't have the distortions within the physical body as you do here. Right. You, the, the, you do have physicality there, too, but it, you don't have health issues. It's it's all the pleasures of physicality with no limitation. This realm here is the only realm that is um, we come to or we forget who we are, reincarnation, all those things. All that only exists here. Nowhere else within all creation. It only exists here. When, when you're over on the other side, outside of the constructs and you view the realms, when you enter different realms, you don't enter those realms and forget who you are. You, you have full memory of who you are. All, 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 of your, all of your memories are with you. And when you choose to leave, you don't leave by dying because the body that you have there is an incorruptible body. You, you, you could do as you wish there, essentially. One thing that I find fascinating is that you're saying it's more dense than here. Because I would think that if we're more energy than physical, we would be less dense. That's how I thought of it as well. Like I, I thought when I, when I leave or die or whatever, it's going to be less dense on the other side. Now, when I left my body to realize that it wasn't like that at all, that was a big shock for me. And now when I say density, that that's not necessarily a negative thing because at the same time you could do as the soul wants. There, there's no limitation placed on you on the other side. So, and, and it's almost like on the other side, you can't have ultimate expression of freedom with a limitation and you, you don't have that. You're free to do what you want. So the density that I talk about is because you have more access to who and what you really are. Let's just call it the light spectrum here within the 3D realm, what people call it. <clears throat> we feel like we're dense and more real here, but we're not because we, the light is cut off. We're not, we're not accessing all of who we really are as when we leave and go over to the other side, 
you access everything. All your memories return. Everything, you, you access it all. So it is more real, more dense than it could ever be here. While at the same time, you could go through, access all of the dimensional spaces, realms, and constructs, and manifest these places as well. You use the word construct, and that to me implies that somebody created it. Am I right about that, or what do you think? Yeah, so, so th- this place is created, all right? Now, a lot of people may, may, may think that, oh, this place is created by God or all those things. And if that is the, you, you, because you, you also need to, if that's the viewpoint and a belief that people hold, then we'll say that it was created by God, right? But all of the constructs, which contains the realms and the multidimensional spaces are created by individual souls. So me, you on the other side could create whatever it is that we want. So you could create your own heaven on the other side, while at the same time, create your own hell on the other side, based off your fullest expression of your soul wanting to experience, right? When I say there's no limitation, whatever it is that Darius, Jeff, or anybody else wants to experience on the other side, the only way to experience that is to create it. And you create it through creating the construct, the realms, and the dimensional spaces so that you can have that experience, whatever it is that you want. Why do we come to this realm? Based off what I've gotten so far through leaving my body and accessing this, is the beginning of this was, you, you, we entered this realm in the beginning. So let, let's just say if there's 12 realms total, like I said before, and you work your way down to realm number one, we entered this as a game to experience, right? And so you enter the 12th realm, which would be very light and as close as you can get to all the pleasures of physicality with no limitations, everything that I've already discussed already. And as you progress through the realm, the construct game and get to realm one, it becomes the hardest and dense, well, not densest, the hardest and most cut off from remembering who you are. So the best way to explain it is that This was a game that was created originally to experience that which you are not. And that, that, that's just the best way to summarize it because then that, that could go into many different avenues as well, you know, based off people's different perceptions and beliefs. Do you think that this is the hardest game out of all the realms? Yeah, it is. The, the, this one is the hardest place to be because no other place in creation is like this. Like I said before, when you enter different spaces or are on the other side, you don't forget who you are. This is the only place in all creation that exists where you forget who you are. And you have duality as what we experience here. The, the, the extremes and the distortions and the, and the being corrupt, having the body decay, all these things only exist within this realm, nowhere else. Do you think part of us is always not in this realm or on the other side, but it's kind of blocked out from us? Yeah. So every single night when you go to sleep, you're accessing the other side and everybody is. Now, when you're accessing the other side, why don't people remember it, right? The, the only reason why people don't remember it is because how much their consciousness is, is, is there and able to bring back. 
Now, this is why I said before, I don't like lumping myself in with the astral or lucid and things like that, because it, it, it's, they understand a, a part of it. And they think that that part is the sum of all things when it's just one part to, you know, understanding that they're, they're not actually putting everything together. So dreams, I'll just say, when you're having a dream, your consciousness is 25% there. That's why when you wake up, you're like, oh, I had this experience, but I can't remember it. It's not fully coming through a lucid, lucid, uh, uh, dream or astral projection. I would say your consciousness is about 50% there where like you could remember detail and you're like, I've gotten all this amazing information, but when you properly leave your body through an out-of-body state or near-death experience, this is where you are 100% there. There's there's zero connection to your physical body and whatever you see there and what you access there, you could fully bring in within the, within the body. So you're accessing the other side. Everybody is every single night when they're falling asleep. But the thing that prevents people from fully getting the information is fully being there. And it's it, through the technique that I use, the out-of-body state, through the, you know, it's 100% fully conscious, fully aware. It's no different from a near-death experience, but it's controlled. You have met all types of beings on the other side, I believe. Are those beings basically us choosing different forms, or are they completely different beings? No, all, all of them are different. Each, each soul has its own unique expression of, of self. So the, there's, no, there's no soul over there, which is a... Um, you know, just say, I mean, you, you could say it's an aspect of you or a reflection of you because we all come from the same black space, which is the beginning of all things. But at the same time, we are all very, very different, uniquely different that you would, you could even argue that we're not, not even the same at all because we, we, th this is where it goes into each individual soul has to honestly experience express themselves unapologetically because that honest expression of yourself is your uniqueness. That's that that's your soul. And so there's no there's no soul that's the same on the other side. We're all unique in, in that sense. Some of my near-death experience guests will claim they meet angels on the other side. Some of them will encounter even aliens on the other side. So how would you categorize those types of beings? The angels are not necessarily angels. They are, um, because when, when you're over on the other side, they, you could say that they are, but I'll explain why they're not as well. When you're over on the other side, you, you hold more light within the body, right? There's more light within your soul body on the, on the other side, your incorruptible body. So when you first leave, right, and you access the other side, some beings may come through as light an angel looking wings and stuff like that. I've seen those beings before too, but it's just because they, they're holding more light because they've been there for much longer. As if you're freshly just going through a near death experience or out of body state, it's all that information doesn't hit you all at once. It's a gradual process. It's a gradual thing. And with that is also because with the information coming through is because you're, you're actually getting more, you're getting more light essentially. So I could see how there could be a mistake of perceiving all these beings as angels when really they're no different than you. Like each, each soul over there honors each soul because each soul is so unique in its self-expression that it's, it's beautiful in its own way. So all, every single person is 
an angel on the other side. What about spirit guides? So people can have spirit guides for, you know, just beings that are guiding them. I, I, I do believe that. So you before you come in, you can have guidance as well. So souls that actually help you from the other side and things that you want to experience here or help you with any, so any things that you're struggling with. So yeah, I do believe that. If fear is the number one thing that kind of knocks us back into our body, what's the best way to get past it? I'll answer this in oh, yeah, two ways, really. Fear is the, I'm going to answer this in a way that goes in this direction, but then leads us back to your, your question. Fear is the number one thing, like I said before, that holds you back from accessing everything. It holds you back from accessing the records of all things, holds you back from accessing the nature of this reality, what it looks like from the other side. You could say it's like um, it's a realm stacked on God's shelves or something like that. That's how I've also seen it before. Um, it holds you back from every, I would say that is the number one thing that actually cuts you off from accessing all information that can be accessed if you demand it and command it to be so, because you as a soul are free to access all this stuff. It's not just unique to one individual. Every soul has access to it if they have the willingness and desire to access it. Um, now, going back to your, your question, fear, how, how do you get rid of it? The number one fear when you look at fear of things is the fear of death. It doesn't matter what that fear really is. It could be fear of losing your job. What does that really lead to? Why is the fear present? It's the fear of the unknown. Typically, you dial it down to the core, the fear of death, right? And so to get rid of fear, you need to get rid of the fear of death. To, to, to truly get rid of fear, you need to get rid of the fear of death. And this is something that has taken me, and I'm not over-exaggerating here, has taken me years to get rid of this fear. And I, I could... Only was because of the sleep paralysis state, because many times when you're in sleep paralysis and people that have experienced this one time, because it's rare to experience it many times through the course of your life and also leave your body many times like I have. But when you're constantly presented in sleep paralysis, where you always feel like you're dying and then you leave your body and you're, you, you realize that your consciousness exists, your soul exists outside of the body that fear eventually goes away because what people really fear, the core of it, like I said, is death, but they fear because they fear of the unknown, what awaits them on the other side. And typically they're afraid of what awaits them on the other side because they think they're going to be judged and there is no judgment on the other side. Everything is in a state of unconditional love because you cannot have unconditional love with a judgment, right? So with that very thing that I just said, when you leave, there's no judgment. The, the only person that's judging you on the other side is yourself. And, and, and it's typically due to the love that you withheld here. That, that, that's typically, you know, you, you reflect back on that, like what, so to leave the body and to access, you have to get into the state where you, you are okay and unafraid of dying. Because that, because we are, we create with our thoughts, that fear will cut you back from everything. It just cuts you off from everything. I would think that once you've gotten out of your body, once or at least a couple times, you would 
have confirmation that we are immortal beings and then that fear would naturally dissipate. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it, it naturally goes away. But um, for someone even doing it for the first time, like, you know, based off my experience, like the, you know, dozen times that I've, I've done it, I, I still have that thing like, oh man, I'm not going to wake up or, you know, mm -hmm. I, it, it, it was still present. But it, it the, the, over time, that just, it goes away 100%. And then it, and, and not only that, when I was in fear too, when I was leaving my body, I've noticed that I wasn't getting access to a lot of things. And it wasn't until I cut it out completely is when I actually, my uncle visited me. He, he passed away five years ago. He actually came to me. He spoke to me, took me to the halls of the mente, which are, is basically a record of, of this realm, a dimensional space within this realm that holds the records. Um, he, I've also, when I've gotten rid of it as well, that's why I started to access other beings. Now, there are many different beings that look not humanoid, some humanoid. Like you look at your aliens, you look at your gnomes, all, all these uh, mystical creatures all exist on the other side. But when the fear is present, they don't show up. Hmm. It's like it's it, it's like if you are... If it's based off frequency, what what it is, it's almost like if they are in this frequency, and when you leave your body and you're still in this frequency, it's almost like they don't meet until the fear is gone, and then you are on the same, and you could see it because right now within this within this realm that we're in, right, all of these things are here: the dimensional spaces, the halls of Amente, the records, the cathedrals. People are actually here, and you can access these places not physically you need to take the soul out of the body to access because it's in another dimensional space but they're all here right now all, 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 typically all the things that people talk about would you say they're all here but in a different frequency like tuning a radio and you go to a different station and then you're in the different frequency yeah so the, just in another dimensional space within this room yeah so yeah it's it, it i'm using you know different terminologies to try to allow people to look at it from different angles. But yeah, so if frequency, tuning the frequency to another dimensional space within this realm, yeah. You use the word halls of lamente, I think. Is that the yeah. same thing of as Akashic Records? And while, I, while I'm asking you about it, what do the halls look like? So the halls of lamente is, they're just that. So it's, um, now I never knew what the halls of lamente were until I was taken there. Um, personally, I thought it was hell when I first he heard about it. But um, when I was in my out-of-body state, I actually, I actually went to my sink, right? And I turned on the, the faucet and the faucet started to change color. And the next thing I know, I'm in like the, uh, the pyramids and it's the middle pyramid. My Uncle Bob was there as well. That passed away, he took me there. It's the middle pyramid. What you do to access the halls of Amente, you go down through the middle pyramid in the center, you get access to three halls and they look like halls, right? The middle one being the longest and deepest. And when you're in these halls, they have open doors and they hold sacred items, information. E even one of the halls and one of the passageways will lead you to a place which I've been before, which is this massive round table. And it actually shows you this, this construct realm on that table. And they, they, they actually see it and they view it. They could spin it. It's almost like the... Uh, almost looks like the Hunger Games, like how they have the map of, you know, when they're in the Hunger Games and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty much what it looks like. They have, they, they have access to all things. Now, 
the the records, the the halls is a record of time within this realm. Now the now now the universal records, which is the records of all things, right? They contain what which can be accessed when you take the soul out of the body. It's not necessarily the Akashic records are actually a small, a small part of the records of all things, right? So you have the cathedral records. The, these are just the ones that I've accessed. The cathedral re records, the halls of Amente. I've I've never been told it was called the Akashic records, but the but my past lives and all those things have accessed those records as well, and also the records of all things. And the records of all things, it, the way to visualize this is imagine you are in a big open space with many different sections and all these different sections lead you to different records based off different constructs realms and experiences all the thing is all is known too like it, the, everything that you experience here is stored in all, all the universal records the records of all things so there in a sense there's no such thing as privacy either a lot of people think that they they have privacy here, but everything's recorded. Every single detail of your life and experience is recorded in the records of all things, which can be accessed, even to the point where when I'm leaving my body too, which was confirmed with me by a friend of mine, is that your thoughts are literally, when, when you're leaving your body, you could view someone's private thoughts and, and see it, but it's not necessarily like you're reading someone's mind. Yes, you are. But you, when, because I said it's more physical, more real, more dense, when you're viewing their thoughts on the other side, you could feel it, touch it, taste it. You're in it. You, you could visually, you, you're, you're in it 100% there. And so everything that people think, all those things are stored in the records of all things, right? And this is why I said before, this is where a lot of people are going to go into like a panic, like, oh, I've, I'm um, exposed. And... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We, we all are naked on the other side. Every single being's naked. And this is where there's no judgment. Like with, there, there's judgment here because we don't remember the beginning of all things and what, what we're doing as souls and the uniqueness of each individual soul. Because when you, when you understand the beginning of all things and the uniqueness of the soul, you cannot judge because really you're just judging yourself at, at the end of the day. You, you cannot have ultimate expression of freedom with a condition, just like you cannot have unconditional love with a judgment. Do you think that fear is built into the game of this realm that we're in when we incarnate here? Because if we don't have fear, then we won't get the full experience. Yes and no, but yes, uh, it's more it's more the yes, because this realm is the only realm in of all things where there is such an extreme of duality with that duality needs to needs to come the extremes of what you are not which is the fear all those things right because fear is the fear of the unknown so yeah it's it's baked into this realm fear distortions trauma all those things is 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 like the underbelly code of of this realm which you, can which can be can be broken because and overcome because the, the universe does not dictate consciousness. The universe is not dictating you, the soul. It's the, the consciousness dictates the universe. And when you switch from that, and it's hard to switch from that when you're physically here and you're not leaving your body and accessing the other side. But when you, when you leave the body and your soul's out, there, there's not one thing that could prevent you besides the fear, which is you preventing yourself from accessing and doing the things that you have the right to do.
Do you think that we're not supposed to travel out of the body like you do because it changes the rules of the game? No, no. I, 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 I feel that a lot of people that, that share this and speak about it, um, everybody can do this and everybody should be doing it because that's the thing if in in this realm that we're in in this game that the powers that be do not want individuals to know or do because when you are doing these things and leaving your body and accessing the beginning of all things in the records you become an uncontrollable soul because how could you be controlled when you have access to all things and, and you exist outside of the body the body could be controlled. The body could be imprisoned and all those things. But you as a soul, when you know how to leave the body, you, you cannot be controlled. And so if more people do this controlled, then more people become awake. And that's actually what they call the great work on the other side. All right. So the, what they call it is the great work, which is waking people up to the other side. Because when you wake up to the other side, you wake up to everything. Because the other side is the eternal aspect of you. This is not. So when you realize that and you experience that and you access that, why wouldn't you want to access that right now when you when it's possible and doable? Why just want to access that through a near-death experience? Why not want to do a controlled and get access to all the all the stuff? The, 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 this is the this has become the most important work, what they call the great work, is because, like I've already stated before. Everybody has the ability and right to access it if they desire to access it. When you use the words control, it makes me think that possibly some of us are forced to return here over and over again. Is that true? No, no. You, you, you're, not, you're not necessarily forced to come back here. It's always a choice based on you, the soul. You can come back here, yeah, but you're you're not. No soul is forced. This is the thing: you cannot control another soul on the other side. You are uncontrollable and uncorruptible. Um, what what a lot of people say that they were forced back is typically because they forget the memory where they said they want to come back. I remember when I was 16 years old, leaving my body, left. I was outside of the construct completely, all realms, and viewing it all, seeing it all from the black space, which is the beginning of all things. And the thing is, is when I was there, the being that I was with was called Celeste. And she was saying to me that you could stay here. And I was like, like, you could stay here, you know, you don't need to go back. But because I, the longer you're there, more memory, more information pours into, you know, you remember things. My soul desired and wanted to come back to this because it, it, this realm is also never happening again. This is a, uh, this realm's coming to a completion and it's never going to repeat again. So it's like, um, because and the, the, the reason why I say that too, is because, well, like I said before, like this realm is the only realm that is, has been created for experiencing the, the extremes. Now we have experienced, right? The extremes within this realm, so extreme that there's really nothing new to learn within this realm, right? Everything that has been experienced or, or everything that could have been experienced has been experienced 
by some soul here. And that's all stored within the records of all things. So at the, at the moment, what we're doing is we're buying time, we're repeating stuff, all, the, all those things. But typically the souls that leave now, right? And the souls I've been leaving through the past, past years, they're, they're, they're not coming back and they're not forced to come back unless they desire to, if they want to experience the finale of all things here and stuff like that. It's fascinating that you mentioned that the end of this realm is coming soon. We have 8 billion people here on the planet and maybe all these people are here to witness the end or some massive event. When you leave or, you know, die or out of body state, all right, this is our realm. So we're in this realm. When you leave, you're in another dimensional space within this realm. A lot of souls are just waiting in that dimensional space within this realm to just watch the finale. Sometimes they wait there as well. They call it the waiting room, the white room and stuff like that to also wait for uh, loved ones to cross over as well. So some people don't actually exit the realm completely. Some of them just stay here and they're waiting, right? Um, and until they could cross over completely when everything's done or, you know, take their relatives with them. Because uh, th there's also a, um, through some of the stuff that has been presented to me, there's also a point in no return as well. And that's not a fearful thing either. I'm not saying that like a, you know, fear thing. It's, it's just, there, there's a point where if you choose that not done, I want to completely exit 100%, the, you, there is no returning back because this realm is coming to a completion. And so the realms that exit this construct completely, you, you, you're not returning back. And so a lot of souls are still, that, that's why you could still feel and access a lot of things here because a lot of souls are waiting for that finale, essentially. What do you think that event's going to be like? I was, I was showing through Celeste when I was 16. I, I don't know exactly what it's, what it's going, how it's going to play out, but all I know is, is, uh, it was a big celebration. Now what it's going to be like with the, the experience of the soul. I mean, you, you're talking about all your dormant abilities are activated. The you don't have a corruptible body. It's all the pleasure. It's literally your out of body state becomes your everyday state where there, you could do as you wish. I guess I should have phrased the question, what does the event look like? World War Three? we blow up the planet? No, um, no I mean, how, the, how, how I have seen it. Now, again, th this is one of those things that I'm going to go in this direction, and then I'm going to answer your question. <laughs> All right. Now, w when you are over on the other side, you also get access to time. Right. How, and, and how time works here is basically, and how it was shown to me is like a deck of cards, right? This, uh, this, how it was, it was presented to me two ways, but this is the best way that I, I like to explain it. It was presented to me there like a deck of cards. And this being showed me a deck of cards and she spread them out on the table and you got a card here, a card there, a card there. And she's like, this is how you experience time. You jump from this card to this card, to this card, to this card, one event to the next. Right. And then she said, this is how we experience time. And she took all those cards, put them together. And on the top of it, like this portal opened, which then you could see all things happening all at once. All things were happening. There was no past, present, and future. They view it as all happening. With that, with that being said, going back to your question, is that the event with, you know, the celebration, it's, it's an event that is 
has already taken place in a sense. This is why you hear a lot of people other than just myself saying that there's no stopping this. It's impossible to stop it. It's inevitable, all those things, because it is, because all of the things, like I said before, that has been experienced here or could be experienced has been experienced. This is, yeah, the, the event, it's just right now how we are experiencing it as jumping to this card, to this card, to this card. But at the end of the day, at 16 years old, I mean, I'll show him the completion of this, which was the celebration. How could she show me that, right? I didn't understand back then, but she was accessing out of time to see the things that were going to take place. Or, or, and, and, and the thing is, with that being said as well, they, they don't necessarily take place exactly 100% accuracy. Um, things are slightly different based off my experience. Like I've, 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 through leaving my body, I've seen, I've seen things with friends. Um, you in the future, like f- future events of what they were going to be doing, and the accuracy wasn't a hundred percent. It was like ninety percent. Like it, like they they did the same. The concepts, the things of what they did, were there, but they were wearing different clothes. Things were slightly off. They would sit in a different position than what I saw them sitting in. So the completion of this of this place may not look like one big massive celebration, but that that's the that's the concept of where it's headed. Based off what I was shown. At sixteen, you had a super profound experience. How did your life change after that? I was sort of going this way again. Answer your question. As as a child, I was I was already awake. Um. As a child, I, I was always saying to myself, "Yeah, not this is my last time." I knew this was a, this is my this was my last time here. Just like I knew I was going to travel the world, I was saying, "I'm traveling the world." All right, uh, at a young young age, I've traveled the world, and this is a thing. Like I said before, when you're younger, you have access to more things because that that uh, the amnesia hasn't fully kicked in, so you still have accessing certain things unless you choose to shut it down. So I, I already had in instinct of certain things. This is my last time here, never coming here again, travel in the world, yada, yada, yada. Now at 16, I got to the point there where I wanted to know for certain, who am I? Where, when did all this start? What is all this, all this about? And if you don't tell me now, all right, then I'm going to figure it out anyways, because I'm going to Take myself out, right? That 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 was the that was a statement that I was making. So it's like, well, you just tell me now, or you're just gonna tell me on the other side, right? Like I've like I've I got to that point where I just wanted to know things. Now the experience that I had at 16, I didn't know how to explain it the way that I could explain it now. So I always gave people a just the things that were being shown to me, and I had no idea the depth of information of what I was being shown. Until, like I said before, 2014 to present to now, all the out-of-body experiences that I've had accessing time, outside of time, accessing people's thoughts, accessing outside of the realm, completely seeing the constructs, the realms of multidimensional spaces, it all makes sense now. what, What Celeste was showing me back at 16 was the beginning of all things. Now, the beginning of all things is the, what they, 
it's it's pretty much a void. It's a black space. And when people think of the black space, they typically think of, oh, that's evil, go towards the light and all those things. But what people fail to, to understand is that the light is birthed from the black space. The universe of light came from the black space. The black space is the beginning of it all. And so Celeste showed me the beginning of all of that, right? And, and, and how when you're there, that's where you create. You create all things from that space. She also showed me all of the all of the um, constructs in the, the all the realms and dimensional spaces that are contained within those. And she was showing me all all these all these places, and I was able to tune into them all at once. Um, some of them look like puddles on the floor that you could step into. So when you enter this realm, typically you enter it through water. And in this realm in particular, you enter it through water, and your memories bleed through the realm. Um, she showed me the constructs, the realms, and the dimensional spaces. She also showed me time back then at 16, which time was shown to me on, looked like uh, thin layers of crystal glass that she put her hand on and stuff like that. That that was the first time I was presented with time and uh, seeing it until, you know, previously with the, um, until now, until the cards and what I've already explained. And then she she showed me in that experience my first memory before coming here she showed me the completion of the film which i've already discussed already which is the celebration so all, all of that was shown to me at 16 and, and and like i said now i have so much clarity around that like before when she was showing me the the constructs and realms and stuff like that and i'll just call them realms to summarize it so i'm not saying three things when she was showing me all the realms I had no idea what they actually were, how, how realms actually looked on the other side. The, the, the realms look like, um, and I've shared this already as well, they look like, some of them look like open fishbowls, some of them look like, you know, domes, like, your, you know, your classic dome, ball, firmament, like twirl field. All this stuff I didn't have access to until you know, the years, few years now of leaving my body and accessing all this. So that, that, that experience at 16 years old, isn't really the, that was profound five years ago, um, or even 10 years ago, but now it's like every experience that I'm, that I have with the out of body state, I would say is just as profound as that one, because I'm, I'm accessing all of, all of that every single time more information, more, more understanding comes to me every single time when I leave my body. And like I said before, I'm leaving my body at a bad month is twice a month. It's typically once a week. Many of my near-death experience guests go to what we call the black void. And I think you're calling it the black space. And quite a few of them will say that it's velvety there. Do you experience that? In the black space, this is how it, it's, it's for me. Now, they call it the void, right, on, on the other side. And it's, and it's pitch black. Now, it is, so, it is so black and so empty. You, the, the way that I explain it to you right now, you would think that it's pure evil. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it's so empty and so peaceful. It's like... You, 
you're like you're in this endless that goes on forever, just emptiness. All right. That it's just it's not vel velvet, it's just the purest, blackest black you could think of, an emptiness that you could think of. While while at the same time, you, you could you could tune into things so much quicker there. Like you could sense things. You could tune into things if you want to. But I've I've been there at 16 and I've I've also been there on March 31st, 2023, which was an out-of-body experience that I had as well. And it's just peaceful. It's 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 literally that space is the beginning of it all. It's it's the it's the place. I don't know. I mean, this is, this is an example. I mean, when you're, when you're imagining something, when you close your eyes, you close your eyes and it's black and then you begin to imagine it and visualize it. And then you birth light, you birth that imagination and you start to see color. It's the same thing over there on the other side, when you are in total peace or emptiness, essentially, when you want to create something, you start from the black space. You would say that the black space is separate and outside of all the constructs, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the black space is not is not a construct. It's 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 outside of it all. Now, every single realm or construct, and you know, enter the realms and stuff like that. Um, all the constructs and realms you could say they're all simulations, right? If, if people want to use simulation. I just call them different experiences. All of those those spaces are created from the black space. The black space exists outside of all of those things. So when you choose to experience something, you will come out of that black space to then enter the catalog of realms that that that, that you want to experience or create a realm if it's not already created to experience that which your soul chooses and desires to experience. If we interchange the word simulation with this realm, do you have a time frame of when this simulation is going to end? It's not that I don't have a time frame. It's because time, that's not even how they view it. It's like the certain events, right? So when you look at the certain events that has taken place to present date, we are at the final events leading up to the completion of all things. Um, the time is it, the time frame. The date is irrelevant because the date and time frame doesn't matter if the next event doesn't happen, and that next event could happen tomorrow, next year. You know what I mean? So it's all based on that. But what I do know, based off what I was showing, is that the event is a. It's inevitable. It's 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 a nothing could stop it. Just like nothing could stop you as a soul accessing the other side, whether if that's just through dying, right? So if you die, it's inevitable that you are going to access the other side at some point in this in time. Are you aware of, or do you remember the events that are going to happen that you can share with us? This goes into what people call ascension and stuff like that. Um, now again, I'm going to do one of those detours. Ascension is misunderstood because you, there, in a sense, there's no such thing as ascension because you can't ascend, you cannot ascend to something of that which you already are. So 
the completion of this, th those certain events, markers, is the the soul awakening those dormant abilities within the body. You you, you will you will begin to slowly, right? When the event is coming, or it, or it is, but you you will find that more people those dormant abilities slowly start to turn on more and more and more, like just with the out of body state, right? Like more people will have access to this. All of those abilities from the other side will become possible here. Essentially, you will start to remember all things again, all of the past life memories, your first memory. What's really important is the first memory as well, right? All, all of those things will start to come in. And the more of that information that comes in, that's basically the closer and closer and closer that we get to the completion of this. Because when the soul has full memory and a vast majority of souls have full memory of all things, at that point, you 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 cannot be contained or or controlled within the space, which then creates what people call the flash. You you heard about the flash and all that stuff. That's what that's what creates the flash. It's the individual souls bringing in all that information, which generates so much light, which is perceived on the other side as a flash, not to us. So, are you saying when enough people have abilities like clairaudience, clairsentience? And whatever else, once we hit a certain number of people, then this flash will happen. This is where I don't really have the information on completely. And because I also don't want to, I don't like to work in the, in the time stuff as well, where I'm, where I get people's hopes up and then it becomes hope harvesting. All right. But what I do for know for an absolute fact based off what, what I was shown is that the event, the completion is, is inevitable. Now, working up to that, I don't, there are certain souls that will have the abilities act, turn on slowly over time. It's, it's no different from when you leave the body and you die, right? Not everything happens all at once. It's a slow thing. And you're like, oh, like, you know, when people die and they, they, they see dead relatives and stuff like that, they're like, or see other beings that they know, but they don't know their name. And then slowly, the more longer they're there, they get all that information. It's the same thing that's happening here, right? So it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily that we're waiting on everybody else because Let's just say for a moment that me and you, Jeff, by tomorrow had all of our abilities fully online and we were essentially able to do everything that I'm talking about on the other side right now at this very moment in physical density. By that very nature, you would have already experienced the event, right? But Mike down the street, that is still in a process of getting there consciously within himself would not have experienced that. It, does that make more sense? Mm -hmm. So it's like everybody's going to get there and, and feel it at their, at their own time. Because even when I, let's just say tonight, I choose to leave my body and I choose to go to the point of no return and never enter back into my body. My body will die, right? 
but then I have access to all things and stuff like that. Now, I'm not saying that this is the event, but basically, let's just say that is the event. Let, let, let's say the event is when Darius leaves his body and access all things and he doesn't come back. Well, it would be perceived by you that my body died when really, like I said before, if you were if you didn't have the understanding that consciousness exists outside of the body, you would think, oh man, he just died. When really, I've actually accessed all things and I'm there waiting for everybody else to join me. That's how I see it taking place. And that, the, the, and when you're in that space, it is a big celebration. You are teaching and speaking publicly about accessing the other side and awakening dormant abilities. So can you give us some tips to awaken our own abilities? Yeah. So with, with the awakening, the dormant abilities, um, how I teach it is through the out-of-body state. Now, a lot, a lot of other people tend to teach this differently or share it differently. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying that what they're doing is wrong. I, j I just find through the out-of-body state, actually taking the soul out of the body to be the most effective way of actually getting detailed information as if you're in real life. Um, and I think a lot of near-death experience people would attest to that as well, because when they die and they come back the the vastness of information that they get is yeah changes their life forever now it's it's easy to do this but it's also very difficult right because how someone could practice this and i, I share this a lot as well on my site is how, how someone could practice this is a lot of people would think that, oh, I don't have enough time to do this. You have to be some monk or something like that. That's total BS. Every single night when you go to sleep, you could practice this one very simple thing, which is going to sleep like you normally do, but staying consciously aware the whole time, keeping yourself consciously aware. What will happen as you, as you start to dip into sleep and you're consciously aware? If you do it successfully, you will enter sleep paralysis. Now, sleep paralysis happens naturally for some people, happens naturally for me, right? And for people that naturally wake up in sleep paralysis, you're already, you don't have to, you don't have to do this necessarily. Just next time you're in sleep paralysis, right? You have to get rid of fear. So for two people, if you're doing it, Jeff, when you're going to sleep, allow yourself to go to sleep, stay consciously aware the whole time. When you enter sleep paralysis, you will feel like your body is um, pretty much dying. It shuts down. You can't move. You feel like you're not breathing anymore. It feels like your heart's not beating um, be because essentially everything is shutting down. Everything is getting you know deep, deep, deep sleep. When you enter sleep paralysis, if you could just get rid of the fear of death and say, because it's going to feel like you're dying, right? If you could just say, okay, I'm okay with dying today, even though you're not going to die. But if you could get into that state of not being anxiety or fearful, waking up the body again, you will leave the body every single time without missing it. I also had uh, someone was uh, interviewing me. His name's Nathan. And he was, uh, he was, he didn't know what was sleep paralysis. He's like, oh, I've been experiencing sleep paralysis. I don't know what it is. I'm like, man, you're, you're there, right? This is all you have to do. And I, I, through, through that whole talk that I had with him, I was talking to him for about an hour. I was telling him, just get rid of the fear of death. 
when you're in that space, get rid of the fear, get rid of the fear. Three weeks later, he left his body. So that, like I said, that is the number one thing that prevents you, but it's just stay consciously aware as you're sleeping and you will reach a point where you do enter sleep paralysis. And at that point, just get rid of the fear. You may, you may even feel entities standing by you, beings standing by you. I've had many, I've contacted many different beings, but don't allow that to raise your fear and anxiety. Cause as soon as that raises, you wake up and you got to start all over. After a night of sleep paralysis and being out of your body, do you still wake up rested the next day or are you exhausted? This is where it goes into the health of the body, right? which is important. When you, when you leave your body properly and you do this and you access things, I could do this if, if I really, really wanted to and put the effort in. I could, I could leave my body every single night. And, and, and I have tried that before and, and, and done it. But what, what happens is when you are accessing so much information and detail of stuff, that information needs to come within the body. Typically what happens, if the, if the body is not healthy and primed for that information to come through, it fries out your central nervous system. Your, your central nervous system, like the meridian system, all that stuff, your soul connects to that, which then makes you feel like you know you are the body when you're not. Right. So when your soul is out and then it comes back in with all that information, if the body's not healthy, it will fry you out. Or typically what will happen with some people is that all of a sudden they'll get sick. Like, you know, you, you get these people that get this massive download, but they also come down with a sickness or flu or whatever. It's because that all that information is frying out your central nervous system. So what you could do is, you know, Drink salt water, stuff like that, help the electrical current, which is stuff that I do as well um, when I'm leaving my body. Because when I leave and I access certain things, immediately what I do, I'm, I'm pretty much wiped out that day, right? And I just drink salt water, do certain things that I know that helps my body with the information pouring into it. So the health is super important. And it's something that took me a long time to get my really get my head around because I'm like myself, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, if I'm leaving my body and I'm accessing these spaces, why do I have to focus on the health of the body? Why does it matter? Like what, if I'm leaving and it's more physical, more dense, why do I have to focus on this? Why can't I just be the laziest person on earth and just not do anything? <clears throat> why do you think there's such an aggressive effort of attacking the health of the body. There's such an aggressive effort at diminishing the health of the body because not necessarily that it stops you from leaving. Because like I said, everybody's leaving every single night when they go to sleep. But why aren't they, but why aren't they bringing back that information? If the body is not on par, it is very difficult for the body to decode that information with clarity. Typically, people are taking a very distorted, unhealthy body when they're leaving and they try to bring it in, but they're viewing that experience almost like a drunk driver behind the wheel, right? So a driver, a normal driver that's not drunk will see the road clear as day. But if, you're, but if, you're, if your lenses are distorted based off the distortions of the, of the, the body being not on healthy, You'll still view the road when you're drunk, but it won't be 
the same. It'll be very distorted. You'll you'll get things wrong, all those things. So it's it's very the health is very vital. It's it's very important for that, for just that reason. If we start awakening these abilities, are we able to manifest and or manipulate this realm to our benefit? Not necessarily. No, I I'm just speaking off experience, right? The dimensional spaces within this realm, 100%. What, whatever you think, and I, I've, I have direct experience with this with a friend as well, you, thoughts materialize a dimensional space within this realm, which can be accessed by, by the soul. Now, if you are thinking of something and you put a lot of energy into that thought, you are literally creating a dimensional space within this realm that when you leave the body, you can access it. You're, you're essentially creating your own experience that, that you want to experience, right? It's, it's the same way as above, so below, as within, so without. When, when you're over on the other side, you want to create a construct realm, you do it the same way. You put focus, you imagine it, and you create it into exist- existence through your thoughts. <clears throat> Here, because we're in time, you, we still do that, but it's a very slow process. Now, fast forward to what I was saying before, with all the dormant abilities awake, awakened within the physical body, when that does happen fully and completely, then there won't be any time delay because you'll be outside of time. Time only exists here, the way that we experience it. So physicality-wise, yes, there's going to be a delay. But when you take the soul out, it's instant. There's whatever you think is there. And you could also access other, other people's as well through their field. Darius, we've covered a lot of deep stuff today. And there may be people who want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Are you open to that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's the best way to contact you? So everything that I share is on DariusJWright.com. Um, it's the place that I recommend people to go because I, I don't, don't look for me on social platforms or things like that, because it's, if you, if you want to learn what I share, what I do, I have things for offer as well there that I teach people how to do this, the out-of-body state, go to my website, send me an email and I'll help you out or just look at the uh, offerings that I have there on the site. Well, before we finish up. Can you leave us with one last positive message? I wouldn't necessarily say that, it, well, it is a positive one, but it may, it may be perceived as others as not positive. Is that when individuals state that there are many different truths and many different things, this is true and also wrong. And I'll explain why. There are unbreakable truths, right? It's really one unbreakable, unchangeable truth of the universe, which could be categorized as three that does not change based on your personal perceptional truth. Your personal perceptional truth changes moment to moment based off your perception. Like even people listening to this right now, before they listen to this, they were in a certain perceptional state of view, which gave them a certain perceptional truth. After watching this, whether if it's a fraction of a percent or a lot, their perception has changed. Therefore, their perceptional truth has changed. There are unbreakable and unchangeable truths of the universe, which is basically, it's one, but I'll say three, is that the first one is more of a question that leads you to the answer. Do you believe that the universe dictates consciousness or consciousness dictates the universe? 
And the more that someone thinks about that, they'll eventually come to that consciousness dictates the universe because we are the beginning and the creator of all things from that black space from the other side. And also with that, the unchangeable and unbreakable truth of the universe too is because you are the conscious, because consciousness dictates the universe, you are also, you, you cannot have ultimate expression of freedom with a condition or a limitation. That's the unbreakable and unchangeable truth of the universe too. Number three, is that you cannot have unconditional love with the judgment. And based off those three, I think should help a lot of people validate certain experiences that they have and, and validate for themselves based off the perception today of whether if it goes against the unbreakable and unchangeable truths of the universe. Now it's, like I said, your, your perceptional truths doesn't mean that they're not valid. But when you wake up to the other side, you also wake up to the beginning of all things and the unchangeable things, which are always present and always remain and never change because they just are. Darius, thank you for that message. And thank you for being my guest. Thank you, Jeff, for having me on. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.